0: Are you looking for the opportunity to find a home in the Bay Area for a discount? There may be only one area left. Tune in and find out where that is. All right. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of my weekly Friday market update where I go over relevant news that may or may not impact the local real estate market here in the Bay Area and where I go over the data as to what is going on in the Bay Area. So let's just jump right into it. First and foremost, let's take a look at the latest mortgage rates. So, looks like the average U.S. mortgages rate actually has increased to 3.21% from a low of 3.15%. Now, interest rates are still phenomenally low. However, um, hopefully this is not the bottom of the market. Now, the Fed chair did announce that they would do 0%. Or, or close to zero percent up until 2022 so they want to keep it very low however as you can see things have rebounded and gone up slightly so perhaps people had already factored that in and as more and more people get back into the economy in the workforce uh, we're seeing some uh positive impact here where rates may be at some of the lowest levels already so if you're on the fence this is you know you're you're really you're really, Um, it's coming down to, you know, you're at historic lows and you're trying to ask for even better. So, you know, I would say take advantage of these times. It's a phenomenal time for interest rates. And there are also many programs that will allow you to even get lower than this if you're able to put a good amount of percent down for a home. So something to be aware of, that mortgage rate has actually risen to 3.21 after hitting the lowest point of uh, 3.15 two weeks ago. All right. So the next point I wanted to bring up is related to people have been asking me about forbearance. So forbearance, for many that have tuned into the previous sessions that I had, forbearance is a program that allows borrowers that are homeowners to delay payments. Now, what's very interesting this time around versus the previous recession in 2008 is banks and the government have been so far forward this time to really support homeowners in various different ways. And so the forbearance program was a very interesting program where owners can actually skip payment for up to three months without showing any evidence as to why they needed forbearance. So many have actually used this as an opportunity as a more of an insurance than anything else, because as you can see, only one in 10 borrowers is quote unquote equity poor. Now this means they're not underwater, but they, that means The 9% of borrowers have less than 10% equity in their home. So they can still sell it today if they needed to for gains on the property. But it gives you an idea that since the market has risen so much over the last, uh, since the last recession, by over 100% in most cases, that there's substantial equity involved in these houses or people are not as stressed, number one, to have to sell at a loss. So they don't have to walk away, which is how actually foreclosures happen. Because if you think about if you're an owner and if you're a bank, even let's say you lost your job and you can't find a new job. And let's say you had 30% equity in your home. You would just sell that home, then give it to the bank and lose that 30% equity. So that's why this time around, it is very different than the previous time where you had people over leveraged and they shouldn't even have owned a home and they had too many homes and the banks had to take and reclaim them. So it's a very different scenario. So unless the market literally tanks, as in drops more than 10% very quickly uh, and that there's no buyers, will there be a situation or an issue? So this is fundamentally something that's very important where people have been waiting. Everybody's been waiting and asking me, are foreclosures going to happen? Just wait for the foreclosures to happen. Wait till there's less stimulus. You You also have to understand who are the people that are owning those homes and what is their current position and as you can see the numbers are very low so a majority are actually doing this from as a insurance policy than actually truly needing it and there's no right now it doesn't seem there's much of a negative consequence for actually going at forbearance so you can actually just skip payment and then it'll get for many i know with Wells Fargo they'll just tack it on at the end so i don't even, i don't even have to pay right now to be in, in good standing. So it's, it's quite interesting this time around of how how aggressive and how easy it is to skip payment without penalties. So something to be aware of related to forbearance and for those, whether you're investors or just people that are hopeful to see some massive foreclosure events, uh, especially here in the Bay Area where the equity gains is even s- substantially higher. Um, those odds are are very slim, but it's just something to be pointed out. Now, I made the point earlier, are you looking for a bargain? There may still be time to find houses that are pandemic priced. So think about the Bay Area and think about my last video along with my update last week. And think about the areas like where would be most affected because of the the work from home policies being extended, but also where prices were maybe already high uh, or that there's no point to be there anymore. And that location is San Francisco. So San Francisco, think about it. You're paying rent. So I shared it last week. A a studio or one bedroom is at $3,300 a month. Literally across the bridge in Oakland would be 30% less. So there is that aspect. There's also the aspect of people would just rather sell or trade their condo or instead of paying that rent, just buy a place, given how low interest rates are. So... A lot of people have been leaving and there's nothing going on right now. Like there's no social events. There's no, in a sense, the reasons people would move to San Francisco aren't there right now. Now, over time, as things start to open up, we may start seeing an impact. That's actually why you see as well, a lot of the companies that are doing rentals, whether they're apartments in San Francisco, they're offering uh, very good rates for two months, but they suspect themselves that August will be turned around as things start to open up again. and people start getting motivated to go back for the reasons of why people are living in San Francisco to begin with. So this is a very rare opportunity depending on how you feel on one end. You may say, Hey, look, San Francisco, nobody wants to live here anymore. it will keep going down and down and down, and maybe you'll catch it at the bottom. On the other hand, maybe it's already priced in, you know, maybe everybody has been so scared and that's, uh, we're already, it's already factored in. I'm going to show you the prices. As well, of what has been going on in San Francisco, not from a rental perspective, but from a home ownership perspective, you may be surprised, but there may be some opportunities here. So that's something to be aware of. Now, next point is potential home buyers are going to face historically low inventory this summer. Um, It's been very difficult for most people have hoped and had thought of that as soon as things started to open up, all of a sudden we may have a flood of new listings because people may assume that those people that had their place would want to, uh, it just got delayed, but it doesn't seem to be happening. And I'll show you the data for every county to see where those trends are and how it it looks versus pre-shelter. So uh, unfortunately, as I mentioned many times, it seems like we're gonna have a delayed spring, which is the busiest season of the year, happening right now. I'm literally going to show houses every single day. Um, I'm actually recording this uh, on a Thursday night, which is the first time I've had to record it a night before because I'm showing properties tomorrow midday um, as well. So it's uh, it's it's definitely certainly very busy, especially given like everything is by appointment only. So myself as an agent will need to follow the right protocols, but I need to be there with the client to go see properties whenever they want to go see it. So um, expect this moving forward. It's certainly already playing playing out and buyer demand has certainly continued to pick up, which you will see momentarily. Now, what are some other activities that are happening uh, in other markets that are always interesting? So I last week, I believe I showed the the uh, company Door, which is basically a very large house flipper with over billions of dollars of asset of money and also on the books. Zillow offers runs a similar model in terms of the markets that they are participating at, which is where you are able to uh, sell directly to Zillow. They hold the inventory and then they'll try to sell that. So they're basically a flipper at a massive scale. Now, they have also resumed activity, so they have clearly shown, um, especially in that business where you're really banking on the increase, uh, over, especially over a short period, that they're banking on that as well. And what's interesting is that the viewership amount for uh, new listings, new for sale listings are up 20% over month over month, which has been the case as people starting to getting more confidence. But you can see that it was up, also up 51% from a year ago. So if there's any indications of any doubt, feel free to to like this video, share with friends. They do need to see this because this data does not lie in terms of the level of activity of what's happening. In this case, these are the specific markets that they're referring to in Atlanta, Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, San Diego, and Sacramento. They don't play in the Bay Area. And I, I suspect if they do ever play, it'll likely be last given the price points and also the given most of the houses are quite different than one another. However, it is interesting to see that they have continued to resume their activities. Okay, so let's go ahead and show some of the data so that you can actually visually see the trends itself. I'm going to make this view larger. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to make this full screen at this time. So here's what is happening in San Mateo County. This is for residential properties. So a few things that I want to point out. New listings has certainly increased last week. So that has been fantastic. So it basically hit uh, partially of what it was in the previous week. Uh, Sorry, pre-shelter levels. Not as high as it was before, but it got it better. This week, unfortunately, it dropped slightly, but it's still at a pretty good level, which is quite nice. However, you can see, the I, what I included this time is the list price, if they ever decreased it. So you can see the figure is about the same over the last several weeks. So it's not a big surprise. I wouldn't say there's much change here. Certainly a lot of people got very um, too aggressive of what they thought the price should ultimately sell for. So they had an adjustment, but I wouldn't say it's anything too crazy given these percentages versus new listings. You can see the total contingent pending. Um, We have hit a very high number. So we have more contingent pending in this week than we did uh, previously for all weeks. So it shows the level of buyer demand, but also it's already higher for a very rare time, higher than the amount of new listings that appear on the market. Now, what's interesting is while we are only in the first 11 days of June, it seems to be uh pretty incredible. You can see the may data and this actually has to do with single family condos and townhomes have hit a tremendously high level. We are at over $2 million uh, as an average. And you can see June is shaping up to be pretty historic as well. So this gives you a little bit of an idea of the San Mateo County. What's happening now. Santa Clara County has a little bit of a different impact, which is interesting enough. So the number of new listings has actually dropped. um, So the number is actually quite low. It's at 323. So we still have a pretty low figure. We're about 20% less new listings a week than previous uh, pre-shelter levels. And as you can see, even of recent times, it's still fairly low. Now, what is interesting is the number of list price that has decreased here. So it's a very interesting nugget versus San Mateo County. So Santa Clara County seems to be a lot more decreasing. Now, it could be a combination of perhaps it got too aggressive initially, or perhaps prices may start to adjust. It's a little bit hard to tell this early, but there are still some signs that we may be able to finally get some uh, you know, relative cool down, which will be nice for a lot of buyers because it has been very competitive. Now, you can see the number that is going contingent and pending. It is still higher than the new listings that are hitting the market. So it's still very difficult for buyers though. So keep that in mind. Now, as I mentioned, we're in 11 days into the market. You can see June has cooled down slightly. However, it's still pretty close to May figures, which was a record time. So keep in mind, it's always about the baseline. So just because there's a list price decrease, it doesn't always mean it's obviously going to tank. So it's actually kind of cooling off a little bit, which is beneficial, but it's still higher than the previous months. So something to be aware of when it comes to Santa Clara County. And of course, Santa Clara County is huge. So every city will have its own uh, changes. So if you have any questions related to that, reach out to me. Happy to give you my thoughts of specific cities because they're all, all uh, reacting very differently. So this is Santa Clara County uh, for residential. And last but not least is San Francisco for residential. So this time, I actually pulled down what the numbers look like for from uh, early June to also what it is currently. And so you can see the volume transaction has certainly dropped significantly. We only have about 54, which is actually about on pace of what it was the last few months. So it seems like we're going about the same pace for single family homes. Condos, we're about the same pace. You know, we're a third way into the month. We're about 43 homes. Now, what is interesting, though, is look at the median price. The median price has actually already skyrocketed. So it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the month plays out. So San Francisco, we're at $1.815 million as our median price. So I suspect this will likely drop, uh, likely drop. But perhaps, I mean, it'll have to balance out and average out quite a bit lower for this average to be lower. So we may see uh, the year-to-date high so far for single-family homes. So it's quite interesting, and you can also see the price per square foot has certainly been a lot higher, even the same time last year. Right now, we're at nine fifty-five per square foot, versus the highest that has been was in March, which was eight seventy per square foot. So, really interesting. Now, condo, initially I thought, you know what, potentially condos should have continued to have weakness. We should have some pressures. I suspect we may still have that. So, the tip if you wanted, if you're an individual that wanted a discount, because people, what's interesting about discounts is this people talk about, people talk about discounts and saying, hey, look, well, if I can get a discount, I'm going to buy it or I'm going to be more aggressive. But when the time happens, people say, say wait, let's just keep waiting, let's just keep waiting. if you really wanted a discount, this is your opportunity right I mean this is what you've been waiting for. so I mean what else are you what else are you waiting for and so so it's an interesting mentality when it comes to that. So if you wanted that I think there is a, a, a tremendous opportunity here which uh, may not last that long, especially as things open back up again. But what is interesting is you can see the median price has then shot back up now to 1.25 million so far uh, in the June timeframe. So it is at, uh, at new highs at this point. Now, there are properties available that uh, have been on the market for some time. So there is some weakness. So if you wanted the discount, there is some opportunity to be able to find it, but also be careful because you can start seeing it's starting to pick up. So, what if it actually continues to pick up? Data does not lie. This is what has been. Tra- These are the transactions that have happened so far. You can see from a price per square foot, we're at thousand fifty six per square foot, which is uh, higher than the previous two months. So, certainly things have have started to pick up again. So, I hope this was helpful for you to be able to see how I think and interpret uh, the uh, headlines that comes out every single week you can see all the data itself in terms of what is happening in several different markets that have their own dynamics. So if you know of anybody on the search, please, I would love to get introduced, love to help them on this journey. They can be ready right now. They can need my advice for something they want to do two years later. It's never too early to go through the planning and the understanding depending on what their goals are. So be sure to like this video, Feel free to send me a comment if you have any questions or anything that you want to see at the next video. And please do be sure to share it with your friends that could find this applicable and helpful. Other than that, I will sign off. Have a good weekend and see you at the next one. Bye now. Hey, podcast world. Thank you so much for your support. I do post at least three shows a week. If you like the content, please leave a five-star review, smash that subscribe button, and share it with your friends. Looking forward to have you back at the next one. Bye now.